0: And today, I'm so glad to welcome back to the podcast, Matt Markins. Matt serves as the president and CEO of AWANA, a worldwide ministry for the discipleship of the next generation. Matt is also the co-founder of the D6 Conference, a discipleship and family ministry community. He's co-authored several books, including Resilient Child Discipleship and the Fearless Future of the Church. Matt and his wife, Katie, have been involved in children's ministry for more than 25 years and live in Nashville with their two sons, and I am just so happy that you could join us again on the podcast today. Matt, it was such an encouragement talking with you before. I am really eager to hear what verse God has laid on your heart today.
1: Champ, it's good to be back with you. I'm going to be reading John chapter 6, verse 68. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? you have the words of eternal
0: life. Okay. So we are definitely in the middle of a conversation (laughs) that we just stepped right into the room. So we're just going to hit pause for a second, and we're going to go back and figure out like what's going on in this conversation. So why don't we do that? What's the context here, Matt?
1: This is from the book of John, uh, one of the four gospels in the New Testament. Uh, In chapter six, Jesus feeds the 5,000. So he's got all these people who are, you know, are pretty excited about this miracle. And they've just met, a, he's just met a practical need. He's given them food. Mm-hmm. And so then then there's some other people who are beginning to peel off and peel away. You know, Jesus is like, oh, your your real motivation was that I gave you something. You know, I, I put food in your belly, right? So the few verses reading up to this say this. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve. Do you want to go go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, "Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life."
0: It feels like the conversation went from food and Jesus doing something for the crowds to something like deathly serious. All of yeah. a sudden we're talking about leaving Jesus. Yeah. What's going on here? It went to something
1: deathly serious called motivation. I think we, in our lives, we look at so much of the surface. We look at the tip of the iceberg of what's happening around us. Mm -hmm. And part of what Jesus is communicating throughout his whole ministry is getting to the heart of what's really, what's going on inside of humankind, which is we have a problem called sin, which leads to death and we need, we need a savior. And Peter has experienced some of this because he's been with Jesus for some time, long enough to realize uh, yes, you know, certainly we're going to have these needs that are going to come and go, but Jesus is wor- a rabbi and a savior who's worth following. And Peter has cu- is coming and has come to that conclusion. And he says, I'm not going to just come and go. I'm sticking with you. Mm-hmm.
0: You have the words of life. You are satisfying Jesus. You are my King and my savior. So this decision of Peter's that I'm going to stay, what, what's that going to cost him? Well, Peter doesn't know it yet, <laughs> but what's going to cost him his life,
1: you know, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, When I was with
1: you last time a while back, we talked about uh, the kingdom of heaven and Jesus and his ways are so valuable that it's worth giving up what we have to grab on to him and his kingdom. And Peter's coming to that realization. Peter has realized that the person of Jesus is God, He's God come, he's Emmanuel, God with us. But it's not only the person, it's that Jesus has come to bring life, his kingdom here on earth. The, the Sermon on the Mount that we see in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, Peter would have known and heard those teachings mm-hmm. over time with Jesus. So Peter has discovered, boy, I know what's inside of me. That God has revealed that to me. I'm watching Jesus' way of teaching. That's a much better way of living. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he's my, he's my Savior. He is God uh, in human form.
0: So Peter's kind of standing at a fork in the road and maybe one that he would meet regularly, but this same fork of the road, we face this. Yes. What kinds of options are we gonna have that we will face instead of Jesus? So we can follow Jesus or we can pursue another way. So, you know, we've got kids who are listening to this. Where, what are some of those forks that they're standing at?
1: Well, let's, I'm gonna take your question. I'm gonna direct it toward what Peter said here. He said, you have the words of eternal life. What I think what he means there is there's like humankind's ways, humankind's words, right. and God's ways and God's words. Right. So we, like children and parents and all of us, the challenge that I think we face with being a Christ follower in the United States or in the West is that we uh, embrace Christ as Lord and Savior. We trust him. We place our faith and trust in Jesus. But then as we move forward with our life, we're tempted to just say, well, I believe God. I believe I'm going to heaven, but mm kind of like living these other ways, kind of like living like the rest of the world. You know, I'm not as bad. I may not do these things, right? But I am not fully living in the ways of Jesus and trusting me. So I think what Peter is saying here is living after the ways of the world, pursuing whether it's power or whether it's uh, pursuing pleasure, all of these systems that come from the world. Mm -hmm. Peter's saying your words that you've been teaching us, your system of living is so much more satisfying. And so I think we're faced with those decisions. Of course, of course, we perhaps have trusted him as Lord and Savior, but how should we live? How should we live the rest of the li- our lives? So we have an opportunity as Christ followers to read the gospels, to read the red letters real carefully and,
0: and ask, well, how was Jesus living? How should we live differently today? So I'm guessing that a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast, kids included, if they're following Jesus, and I think probably most of them are, they would say, Yes, yes, that's what I want. But what kind of challenges might we face as we think, "Yes, I'm going to do this"? What's going to make obeying this verse difficult?
1: So, going back to that word motivation earlier, I said the word yeah. motivation. Yeah. I think we've got to ask ourselves on a regular basis, "Okay, what's my real motivation here?" Hmm. And keep at, to ask ourselves that question every day, multiple times a day. And I think we start to realize over time. Wow, I really am sinful. I really do need a savior because oftentimes our motivations are selfish. You know, uh, we were talking with one of our youth here recently. They were giving a compliment to somebody mm-hmm. because they wanted the satisfaction and gratification of that person thanking them. Right. So even as kids and adults, we can do that. Right. Keep keep asking ourselves what are our real motivations, and then combine that with reading Jesus's teachings in the Gospels very carefully. And I think we can connect our need for a better way of living and his salvation into what Jesus is really teaching. And I think we're going to start going, wow, Jesus is right. I do need a savior. Not only that, but I need to live in a better way. And he's showing us in the four gospels, especially how to live a better way.
0: Can you give a practical example of how that might be lived out in one of our listeners' lives?
1: Okay. So an observation that I think we're all making. Children, Students and parents alike—we're all making the observation in today's world of, of anxiety. We're anxious people. We worry yeah, a lot, right? Yeah. Right, so right. G- Peter, when he says here, "You have the words of eternal life," he would have known about Jesus's teaching from the Sermon on the Mount of "Don't be anxious." Hmm. Jesus says here in in Matthew that He takes care of the birds and that that He He gives them clothing and food. That, that they're so pretty in terms of how they look; they're so beautiful, and that just like he takes care of these birds, he's going to take care Mm -hmm. of us. He's telling us don't live a life of worry and anxiousness. And I think that's a great challenge for even today's children who might be hearing this or students look around you, look at the beauty around you, the birds and the trees and the flowers, And realize that he's taking care of you he loves you he's a good god he's a great savior and he wants you to give him your anxieties and your cares and we do that moment by moment day by day little by little
0: we follow him he has the words of eternal life and some of those words say i've got you you don't need to worry that is so encouraging matt thank you for pointing us to john chapter 6 Verse 68, would you just close our time by praying this verse for all of us? Dear Jesus,
1: where else should we go? We look around us and we see a world that is broken, that is anxious, that that is in desperate need of something better. And you are that solution and answer. You have the words that lead to eternal life. Right now we say we love you. And we pledge our love and our faithfulness to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.